What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolph Stand Up Podcast. I'm Daniel Yafusi. That is David Neal. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, like, share, comment, as well as subscribe to the Miami Herald. There now you we, go. Now, we've got a lot to talk about in this episode of the Dolphins in Depth Podcast. When I say we got a lot to talk about, the Dolphins uh, just scored again. <laughs> two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Not how many touchdowns did the Dolphins score last Sunday? It's like the like LeBron big three of the not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. The Dolphins scored 70 points in historic outing, historic dominating performance, uh, beating the Denver Broncos 70 to 20 in their home opener. Um, they set a multitude of team records uh, and NFL records. Uh, they were just three away, three points shy of setting the NFL record for most points in a regular season game. Uh, they bypassed that option, a classy measure from Mike McDaniel after they uh, beat up on the lowly Denver Broncos. Uh, but it was a historic performance that got the attention. Hey, we talked about it last week. They, we thought the Dolphins had the attention of the NFL world. They really had the attention of the NFL after that performance. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, whether the Dolphins were right to bypass that late field goal, as well as look ahead to another really big game uh, in Buffalo or in Orchard Park, I should say, against the Buffalo Bills. So we're going to start. We got to start with, again, that historic performance. Um, I, I believe. 70 smorgasbord. <laughs> Yeah, I believe the team said that they broke or tied 13 team records in that game. You had Tua Tungabaloa completing his first 17 passes, only throwing three incompletions, 23 of 36, a couple of touchdowns. He got the fourth quarter off, really, and then Mike White goes in there and connects with Robbie Chosen. You had a coming-out party for rookie running back Devon H. Haynes who totaled 200 yards from scrimmage and four touchdowns. And Raheem Moses – Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I got a yeah. I, okay. So we got we got right. a new pronunciation. It's Devon A. Chan. <laughs> we thought it was A. Chain, but it's A. Chan. But, um, because didn't they tell us that the pronunciation guy was A. Chain, and then that's what I thought. But as of Monday or as of Sunday <laughs> afternoon, it's Devon A. Chan. And hey, we're going to be saying his name a lot, so we got to say it right. Four touchdowns, yeah. and Raheem Mostert said, "Hey." Hey, you you might be a rookie, but I'm a bet. Four touchdowns as well. Um, I I definitely thought it was going to be a high scoring affair. I I didn't think that one team was oh, going to be one team scoring <laughs> all the points. Uh, you this was kind of the performance that you expected, but maybe not as lopsided. Um, wow, who does? Who does? Fitty, you you beat a team by fitty. <laughs> Yeah, uh, in the NFL, and and yeah, you score you score score seventy points. They, they uh, yeah, I mean, I, no, no, the Dolphins did do what I thought. This is what good teams do against. I, I'm sorry, as we discussed after after last that we feel after we did last week's show. Yeah, it's a week to week lead, and Denver was weak the first week. They were weak the second week, and they were both at home. So, what was going to happen on the road? And the Dolphins went out and took care of business against a team that, you know, you don't get 70 just on one side of the ball. Let's, let's be frank. Den- Denver lo- did not look like they had any desire to be there. Yeah, they had. They did. They, I mean, they, the Dolphins scored on the third play from scrimmage. Like, it was – I don't think they really had a shot. They, they were scoring in the fourth quarter. They were 
the Dolphins weren't running it up. It, they were running, just running plays. It was, it was, it was very natural flow of the game. I mean, they, yeah, they went forward on fourth down once or twice, but it wasn't anything crazy. And, and also, if you if you have a big lead, it, and you you're down deep on fourth down, actually, it's a it's almost insulting to kick the field goal because you know you're probably gonna get the points. You you, you know, there's almost like okay, we're just we're running on fourth down. You stop us, you stop us, and we move. Everybody moves on. And they still, and yeah, they were still scoring. It, it was no, look, they did what they should have done, did what they needed to do. They are a very good team. Um, and Denver is barely a team. They just did, they completely did not, they didn't show up. And it, I mean, this is one of the other 70 point games, by the way, is, 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 is you know, an all-time great offense was the 1950 Rams Colts game. The 50-51 Rams are the greatest, one of the greatest offenses nobody really remembers. But they had two Hall of Fame wide receivers, like the one everybody knows, Crazy Legs Hirsch. He wasn't even the better one. The Tom Fears was actually the better one. They had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. They had a bunch of big fast backs. They and the Cleveland Browns were among the first teams to actually, you know, sign black players. So they had a bigger talent pool than everybody else. And the Colts were not the Colts of that would become the Baltimore Colts and the Indianapolis Colts. They were the Baltimore Colts, but they they were a terrible franchise. And they a terrible team, terrible franchise would be broken up. And so this was – it was a case of great offense, really bad team. You have a potentially – an offense that looks like it might be an all-time great offense, potentially – against a team that didn't well they didn't care to be there and you get 70 and 700 and some yards of offense and but all credit to the offense they did their job uh to you know the highest almost the highest level i mean you can't blame somebody in today's nfl giving up 20 points when your offense is scoring 10 touchdowns you, you just keep giving the ball back yeah. real fast <laughs> you know it's yeah. a lot of possessions so you give you know, you give a team enough possessions with, you know, Russell Wilson, the quarterback, you know, he's he's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame someday, if not. I thought he had a good game, too. I mean, honestly, truthfully, I mean, I, I, I thought he played pretty well. But it's just like when you're when you look up and you're down 35 to 10 at halftime, it's like, uh, like, uh, yeah. how much can you do? So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they they did. No, they did what they were supposed. They did what you should have. done. But I mean, to that level, a curb stomp. Yeah. Man, just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I asked, I asked several players. I asked Tua because I was like, "Hey, you've played at Alabama. You've been on uh, the 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 positive side of some lopsided victories. Have you ever seen anything like this?" And he said, "No, I have not." I, I'll start. I'll start by saying this. Um, I think this def- this win and this game definitely says more about the Dolphins than the Broncos. Because again, I, I don't think the Broncos are a good are, are a good team. Um, but I, I don't think that like on a. I, I I think that at the end of the season we'll see them as like a respectable like team. Like I truthfully not on I, Sunday. Not on Sunday, but, Sunday. but not on Sunday. But again, I, I don't think that I, I say this is more reflective of the Dolphins than it is the Broncos. And do I expect the Dolphins to score 70 points again? No, I do not expect the Dolphins to score 70 points again. Um, but like I think back to when Tyree Kill was talking about the offense, and he's like, Hey, year two of this scheme, adding a chain, uh, a chan, having everyone back. For year two, more continuity. The offensive line is getting more settled. Like you can get scary. Like I remember him saying that. And obviously, a lot of times you think it's a little bit of lip service. 
Um, but I, I, I truly think that we're in the midst of, of watching something special. And I know it's just three weeks. I know last week I said I think this is the best team in the AFC. Um, but yeah, I think that this is a, this is a different different. I don't know. Like it just, it just feels different. Like it, it feels different. You know, you obviously you don't see seventy points a lot. Um, but I was watching. I, I was watching them, and I don't even remember. I lost track of which which of the 10 touchdowns it was. Uh, but after one of the touchdowns, you see them break out into the conga line and they're two-stepping right. and everything. And uh, it, it just feels different. Like there's a joy with which they also play. Like that's just like evident in all 11 players that's on the field. And I, I always, I always kind of bring up like the 2019 season when I was in Baltimore covering the Ravens. And, and that season opened up and that year opened up with an early season, just like an explosion. The first game of the year. I know a lot of Dolphins fans remember that. Remember this Lamar Jackson coming back home and putting up like 59 points against that team. Um, and, and, and it came kind of out of nowhere. Um, but as time progressed, like you just kind of got the feel like, all right, this, like there were, there were just moments where like, all right, there's something, something different here. Um, and, and, and I'm just going to get ahead of it. I, I think that this may be the beginning of something special. I'm not, I'm not going to say the the SB word, you know what that is. I'm not going to say that, but I think that this can be a very special squad. Something is just clicking for like, something is just clicking for this group. Like I, I I've talked about, you know, this Shanahan offense being like really, really hitting its stride in year two. Um, it's obvious that they're doing that. Um, these they're on a historical pace right now after three games. And I don't think that they're going to like stay on this pace. Cause that would mean that two of those for like almost 6,000 yards, but like, Hey, when you, when you put these numbers up and again, it's, it's, it's a three game sample size, but we, we've seen them in the flow of uh, a game in week one, put up 36 and two are just entirely do, do whatever they want. And then two weeks later do this and keep in mind, he did this without Jalen Waddle. Yeah, like, Waddle. <laughs> Waddle was sidelined and you know, that you get, you, sideline 120 mile per hour guy 21 22 mile per hour guy and they bring up HN who didn't even really play the first two games and he goes for 200 now again I don't expect that every single week I probably won't expect that again for the rest of the season um but this offense is different like I was just talking to somebody who wrote a book on like breaking down the offense last year and uh he was saying a lot of the things that I'm seeing with my eyes like I did a film study on all the 10 touchdowns and it's like they they have the most unique offense in the NFL from scheme to personnel. Like he was talking to um the person I talked to was talking about how they they built off with the Shanahan, like the old school Shanahan style offense and what they did with the 49ers. And they just kind of like took it to the max with scheme and personnel, like the angles with which they uh they run the run, they blocked the run plays. Obviously, the speed just adds a different element. They're running motion at like on 59% of their plays. And that's like by far the highest rate. So they have Tyree kill running across the formation, running in the back of the formation, like that, like the strain that puts on defenses, like it's just unimaginable. Um, I'm going to be very interested. We're going to talk about it in the second half of things, second half of the pod. I'm very interested to see how the bills um, try to stop this offense, because this is Probably the best defense. I know the, the Patriots have a really good defense and they held the Dolphins to 24 points. But right now, in terms of just like production and stats and counting stats and whatnot, the Bills defense is probably the best defense that the Dolphins is going to face to date. I mean, shoot, Sean McDermott, the head coach, is saying it's almost revolutionary what they're doing. Like people, you're, you're throwing out historic, revolutionary, unprecedented. Um, I think we are potentially on the verge of something special. And I don't want to look ahead, um, but I just want people to enjoy it because, again, like, 
when I was watching the Ravens, uh, it's funny because it's very, very different offenses too. Like that 2019 Ravens uh, offense that set records for most rushing yards in the season. Um, they were doing it like ground and pound, zone read, whatnot. These guys are spreading it out, throwing the ball down the field in all different types of ways. Um, and it's like, hey, you don't see stuff like this all the time. So I'm just to Dolphins fans, like definitely enjoy this, especially after the years uh, that have you know preceded it. Um, I, I think we're on the verge of something special. It, it 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 could be it very very well could be a history and yeah the fact that they did that you know they went for seventy without a receiver who would be a number one receiver on a lot and of majority teams. of teams and yeah yeah and uh, you know had they not signed Tyreek Hill would be the number one receiver here um, yeah. and it is real a statement I and I think this is the obvious comparison for. You know, those of us Dolphin fans, or I mean, those those of us who have a long memory with the Dolphins, uh, Dolphin fans would probably, the older ones probably think back to '84 when, yeah, uh, the first Marino's first full season as a starter. Um, there, I don't know that there was a lot conceptually different that they were doing. Uh, I mean, you did. Duper and Clay, Mark Duper, Mark Clayton, the Marks brothers, both fast receivers. They weren't especially big, but they were, you know, decent size, fast, good route run, you know, ran the routes, did everything at very high speed. And the, the quarterback, Dan Marino, had just the fastest release anybody had seen. And his pocket presence was possibly better than anyone had ever seen. Even those were at one point they they timed uh and this is before everybody was you know running these shorter routes that kind of West Coast offense influenced except for the 49ers who were running it and maybe the Bengals. But they timed one deep ball in the AFC championship game. He got it out in such a short time that uh Tony Dungy who was a defensive coordinator at the time heard the time and he's like he just went, I can scheme up somebody coming in unblocked, and he's not going to get there before that ball's gone. Hey, we're and, seeing similar stuff here. Like, right. two and, is getting the ball out in two seconds, and it's going right. like 10 yards down the field. Right. Well, I mean, the, the Marino thing, I think it was like 1.9 seconds, and, this, and it was a kind of a deep route. And Marino, you know, as they threw, had the pocket presence, the speed of release, and the accuracy, uh, you know, to, you know, deep down the field to every length you know, uh, whether you're talking 10 yards or 60 yards, that it got, it just screwed defenses up. And uh, he he would later say, I think 10 years later, talking about it, uh, said, yeah, you know, he'd look up and he'd see receivers running free everywhere. It was really, a, you know, he'd just, okay, pick your guy. Who do you want to hit on this play? And I were talking to Peyton Manning in 2004 when he had the season that broke Marino's touchdown pass record. And he had, you know, Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, Brandon Stokely, a fast guy. Uh, they have Dallas Clark Pollard. back then too, I think, maybe. Marcus Pollard was the tight end. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And Marcus Pollard said, yeah. He said, you know, we, you know, you said you come back to the huddle and you're like, I, I was open. I, I was open. He's like, yeah, but yeah, so was, you know, you you threw to Marvin and I was open. Yeah, it was, so was Reggie. So was, you know, so was Stokely. So was Edron James out of the backfield, right? Um, And... 
the the difference is also, I think, you know, one of the things that's different about this offense versus that, say, 84 Dolphins offense is as, you know, well as they're throwing the ball, they're running, running the ball very well. And that, I'm that 84 run. Dolphins team was a, it was a one way team. They could not run the ball. They signed Pete Johnson, this immense fullback late in the season for short yardage. And he had like nine touchdowns, all of like one and two yards, but they couldn't really couldn't run the ball. You know, if you said, okay, you got to wear that clock out. They were like, okay, we, we're, we're, how about we just score a touchdown instead? <laughs> you know, yeah. um, the the Dolphins are running the ball, and that makes them even more dangerous. And that, as an offense, and you know, this is something we you know we talked about last year. Hey, you know, if you get your running game going, that really just makes everything, you know, super dangerous. And because you know you can't key on the passing game, you and you can't key them, and there's no hope of keying on the running game. What are you gonna do? You gonna you gonna stack the box and leave you know the outside guys one on one? Yeah, good luck with that. That that you know, and uh, the, and the Dolphins do everything at a speed. They are playing fast with fast players, and like I said, that's where that's what leads to the. That's what leads. It's not just blowing by guys. It it leads to the mental screw ups where you get cheap scores. I mean that that first touchdown. Nobody is, is there. To, near, that, no that's not just Tyree blowing past him. Yeah, that's a conceptual. Yeah, Robbie thing. Chosen was running across the middle on the other side, and the safety was like, "Hey, I gotta cover this fast guy," and you yeah. leave it. That's what I'm saying. Like. You don't have Waddle in there, and they throw. I mean, Robbie Chosen can get. He can. He got some wheels too. Um, yeah. So it's and it's. You, it's you, bring, you bring a guy at the practice squad, and he scores over sixty. I mean, a experienced NFL wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. Know, but not not a normal practice squad player. But still, he's on the practice squad, and he you know he torched him for you know sixty eight yards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so when you're doing things like that, it's it, it is extremely hard to defend. Um, and you know, I you're gonna and if you're you know, you're gonna have those days. And I think that I think this was a day of yeah, obviously every you know, the dolphins had one of those days where everything they did was working. And you know, I think on the other side, you know, the, the Denver's defense was you know, I think they were demoralized pretty early. And they it, you know, and then the offense turned the ball over a couple of times. I'm sure the defense was like, yeah, you know, really? We, we're not we're not stopping them when they're starting at the 20. 25, yeah. Right. Now you're having them start here. Great. Let's, you know, that that does not lend itself to a defense coming out and feeling like, okay, let's, let's, let's stop it. Let's back our guys up. And they're like, no, nah, they're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, there was, there's really only one mishap for the Dolphins. I mean, I think they went for it on their 34 yard early in the game and they didn't get it. They, it was funny. I think they ran like four straight run plays and, uh, I guess the last two was a sneak by Alec Ingold and they tried to give a fullback handoff and they got stuffed. And I was like, yeah, it's the last time. I think the Dolphins are going to run four times in a row. Obviously the, the, the defense kept them out of uh, the end zone. They kept them out of the, you know, even getting a field goal. They just punted. And uh, after that, you know, it's just kind of off to the races. So I'm just one of those days for for one of those days that you just just won't forget. Like at some point it's like, I I didn't even know what to write. I mean, every, like I look up and they're scoring more and more. Um, So definitely one of those performances that that you won't forget. And uh, again, uh, I don't think anybody in that locker room had experienced anything like that. You know, they, they it, said it sounded like uh, it felt like video game, video game type stuff. It was, 
it was like a it was a high school girls basketball score. You know, it was a it was you know it was. I said like, it was like Miami versus like Bethune Cookman or something like that. You know? Yeah, like, it, it, it was Miami Central High School versus Miami <laughs> Country Day High School. Okay, you know, I mean that's that's it, it was that kind of score. You know, and I, you just it, you just it's not something you see. You know, obviously, you know, we haven't seen seventy points in the NFL game. In the 1960s, yeah. since 1966, and that was actually a bad forget. And the last that only got to 70 because this is uh, a little historical note. There, this is Washington versus the Giants. The Giants had two years earlier traded Sam Huff, Hall of Fame linebacker, Mister Giant, to Washington, and Sam Huff was still mad about it. So they make a late interception. They're up 69-41. They make a late interception. The stories differ, but either Sam Huff like screamed instantly like field goal team and shot, you know, to the surprise of everybody. And, you know, they, there was a Pavlov, Pavlovian response and then the field goal team runs on the field or Sam Huff convinced Otto Graham. Yeah, go for the field goal. Let's stick it to him, you know, because he really was angry at the Giants and Otto Graham who's the head coach went for said okay yeah sure and they sent him out and they kicked a late field goal that was that was exactly the field goal that Mike McDaniel did passed up yeah yeah they had less than a minute left uh the, the hard rock stadium crowd was was chanting uh three more points um yeah. I, I guess they obviously they had known about the record I don't think I guess well McDaniel knew about the record as well but uh he he opted to bypass that Mike uh, White took a knee on fourth down. They gave the ball back. You know, it's funny kind of talking to different guys about it. Raheem Oster was like, yeah, I kind of wish we did. I kind of wish we went for it. He, he said he didn't really know about it until late when he was talking to Jalen Ramsey, who's injured on the sideline. And right. he was like, hey, I wish we kind of kicked the field goal. But hey, that, that's respect, too. It was like, we're not trying to embarrass anybody. I don't I don't mind it. You know, there's only there's less than a minute left. It's not like there was five, six minutes left. I, I, I get it. You know, I, I don't think that kicking the field goal would have been showing them up necessarily. But again, it's in the flow of the game, um, <laughs> you you get beat by fifty. You get you get shown up as it is. They, yeah, yeah, but, you but already. <laughs> yeah, but but credit to credit to Mike McDaniel for you know being classy. He talked about karma. He said, "Hey, if the shoe was on the other foot, I'd hope that the team would just kind of kneel uh, in the game." So that's what they did, and they're moving on to a big game uh, against the Buffalo Bills this Sunday. All right, we're gonna take a short break, but when we come back on the other side of things. You know, after you put up 70 points, you put up a 70 burger. I mean, are you the best team in the NFL? We got to talk that when it comes to the <laughs> And then we're going to preview uh, the big AFC East showdown against the Buffalo Bills in Orchard Park this weekend. Stay locked with us and we'll be back soon. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins and that podcast, but David Neal talking all things Dolphins. Now, in the first half, we broke down the Dolphins' historic 70-point performance in their home opener against the Denver Broncos. Uh, and while there was a lot of excitement about points, touchdowns, all the yards, and all the performances, uh, the most important thing is that it moved the Dolphins to 3-0 on the season, and they are one of three remaining undefeated teams in the NFL, along with the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, before we get into this big game against the Buffalo Bills again, so two weeks ago, we talked about was this the best team in the AFC East? Last week we talked about whether this was the best team in the AFC, and you know what we got to do now. They're the only remaining undefeated team left in the conference in the AFC. Uh, they looked really, really good doing it. 
<laughs> Are they the best team in the NFL right now? Ooh. Uh, they are the team that that is put They're together. The, yeah, I don't know. They're I, the I scariest would, team. It, they're, they're the, the scariest team. team put the together. They're the they are the team that's put together. They've had, I think, a, a good performance against San Francisco or San Diego or the Chargers, wherever the hell they are these days. Um, the Chargers. They had a good performance against the Chargers. But they were solid against the Patriots and obviously, you know, just incandescent off the charts in, you know, nearly perfect against the Broncos. Um, it's almost historically perfect uh, against the Broncos. Uh, so I think they're the only team that has three performances like that. I think that they can, you can say that. Definitely in the AFC, the only team that's had three solid performances. That three performances that are at least solid. Every everybody else has had at least one one kind of dud performance. Yeah, yeah. What they've had one. Everybody else had one dud, one dog dud, whatever. Um, And the uh, yeah, the comparison with the Forty Niners, and I think it's more the Forty Niners I would take over the Eagles. Um, yeah, I, I'd say the 49ers are probably right now they're looking more impressive than the Eagles. The Eagles which, have kind of they've kind of had some 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 not growing pains, but you know some turbulence. Uh, you know, as they're coming back from the Super Bowl. And um, you know, give the Eagles credit; they were dominant the other night uh, in Tampa. So, and funny enough, we're saying, "Oh, gee, this." Gee, the unstoppable Dolphins offense, and here's the 49ers coming in with a good offense and better than very underrated, you know, tremendous defense. Um, that 84 Dolphins team, by the way, was stopped by a 49ers team in the Super Bowl that had given up the fewest points in the league. And people, very few people remember that going into the game, that the 49ers had that kind of defense. Um, um, but it's an offensive NFL now, and it's – Offensive reigns supreme. It, it even you needed you need a defense, and it's. I think most football people would instinctively still go with if you've got the great offense going against the great defense, they'll still tend to lean toward the great defense. Um, these days, and the number and whenever that, even when the number one offense has been historically productive. If they play the number one defense, either scoring or yardage, it, it doesn't tend to go well for the offense. Like, I mean, I don't know. I'm just thinking about recent history. We had the last year we had the Chiefs play the a very a great dominant Eagles defense, and Chiefs came out on top a couple of years back. And Chiefs that was the 49ers. They, they were no the, the the dominant defense was the 49ers defense. They were actually statistically better than the Eagles defense. The Eagles defense. She's beat, really beat the Eagles and she's beat the 49ers. I'm talking about a couple of years back in uh two bowl uh in, in Miami. That was yeah, that was a very good that was a very good 49ers defense. I'm talking like when you got number one offense against number one defense. Fair that, enough. That, I, that that matchup tends to go tends to go even even as the NFL has gone toward offense, that matchup is tended to go for the defense. Still in all, I think the Dolphins 
I'll say, yeah, the Dolphins are the best team right now. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, sure. We're working yeah. our way all around. <laughs> fine, right? I was there, I was also, also uh, on the flip side, I'm thinking, okay, now you got the Dolphins defense playing against the 49ers offense. I tend to like the Dolphins defense in that matchup. Uh, I like them. I don't like them like crushing them, but I, I, I like them to get a couple of turnovers. I like them to get, I like them to get the job done, uh, at least to the level that they can hold the 49ers down enough for the offense to uh, score enough points to win. So, eh, yeah, I'll go with the I'll go with the, Dolph- the Dolphins right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, I think you know where I'm. I'm probably leading in this. I, I'd say this is the best team in the NFL right now. And if they're not the best team, they're the scariest team in the NFL. Um, again, I, I don't think that this historic pace, like the, I don't think the pace that they're on is going to be sustained over the course of the 17 game season. But I do think we could be looking at a potentially historic offense. And I think that honestly, um, I don't think this team is perfect. I do still have some slight questions about the defense because I think that um, they're, I think that they, I think they off the defense has been good. They've been solid in the first three games of the season, but I would say that um, in the first game of the season facing a very good Chargers offense, they struggled against the run. They struggled against the pass, but they made timely stops, especially late in the game. Right. Um, second week of the season, they played a Patriots offense that is really not much to write about home about. Um, that's kind of old. They looked good, which is – Who writes home anyway? Some people, some people still might. But so I'll give them credit for that. They took care of business and they did what they should have done against, you know, a lesser right. offense. Um, but the Broncos did move the ball against the uh, the Dolphins defense when it was kind of – obviously, like, a lot of it was garbage time late in the game. But even in the first half when the game was – still kind of fairly close they were moving the ball around credit to to an opportunistic defense javon holland um getting two punch out you know kind of peanut tillman type of forced fumbles that stopped uh, a pair of drives especially late in the first half um so i'll give them credit for that but i I still do see a a defense that's giving up some yards on the on the ground i do see uh, a defense that you know isn't always getting to um uh the quarterback with with its four-man pass rush i know i'm kind of nitpicking right now um but i would say that you know as we're going to transition into this talk about the bills game um that's going to be a really interesting test you know because i I don't think that the dolphins you know if the dolphins do score 70 points okay sure i'll be i'll stay corrected but i don't think they're going to score 70 points i do think it's going to be a much closer game this weekend um and, and seeing the defense in the natural flow of a game similar to week one and week two where they're not necessarily just kind of teeing off on the offensive line and they're playing a better overall offensive unit. I'm very interested to see how they do. Um, because again, I mean, obviously, you know, if we're, if we're, I don't want to look, you know, I said, I'm not going to say the SB word, but if we're looking to the playoffs, um, you know, you're going to face very well-rounded teams. Um, and sometimes, Hey, the, the offense might have, you know, two straight jobs where, you know, they 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 have to punt or they just get a field goal um, and the pressure's back on the defense. And I'm very interested to see how and what I think is going to be a more back and forth game this weekend, how the defense does. Because I do think that they're still um, they're still not the unit that we're going to see by the end of the year. I still think that they're working things out. Um, we saw them make a shake up in the secondary against the Broncos. They took Eli Apple out. Um, they moved Kater Kohu um, to the outside corner spot. They moved Justin Bethel, the veteran, inside to the nickel slot. And that looked like it's paying off well. Um, but again, I don't think that that defense is necessarily 
where where they're going to be uh, by the end of the year. I well, I hope not. Um, and even though you know the you know despite last Sunday, despite last Sunday, I think you know. I, you know, I think the offense will sit there and say, okay, yeah, we don't, you don't want to be, you know, you don't want your September offense, you know, showing up in December. You want to make, you want to be even better. You want to be even more, you know, <laughs> it, it might seem crazy, but even more, even more efficient to where you can, you know, you can, produ- you can produce on at a high, you know, a lot of points and a lot of yards on the road against a better defense in a, in a different, you know, in a different weather. Um, and I'm sure the, you know, the defense, you know, wants, you know, they want to see a better defense they've seen, but to be fair. Okay. The, yeah, they, they didn't look great against the chargers. That was not a good defense. That was a defense that made the plays when they absolutely needed to, but that wasn't a good defense. Um, Patriots game that was, you know, that was a better defense. Last Sunday, like I say, you a lot of it was garbage time. You know, you, like yeah, that. and and you, you're again, you're giving they scored a lot of points, a lot of big plays, and a lot of fast, you know, kind of quick drives. There were a lot of possessions in that game. That's true. Yeah, and you know, you can't, you know, Denver's got some good off. I mean, I didn't think much of Denver as a whole overall team. But, you know, they've got some offensive players and you keep giving them the ball in today's NFL, you know, they're going to score eventually. They're going to put some points up. You know, if if you give up 20 points in an NFL game today in with a normal number of possessions. You're saying that's a good, that, that's a good, that's a good day. You're like, okay, we, we, can, we can live with that. Yeah, our, our, our offense has to be able to score more than 20. Well... <laughs> They they gave up twenty points and they were, you know, they they really gave up thirteen because one of them was kickoff return. One of them was kickoff. That's true. So, That's fair. That's fair. You know, uh, um, yeah, you're gonna give us give up some yards because they, they keep get, you you keep giving them the ball back after you score a touchdown in a few plays. So, uh, I actually think they, you know that that performance, uh, you know, it was a pretty decent pretty good performance um you know there's a lot of possessions and yeah a lot of it's garbage time but you know it's not like the broncos first team offense isn't out there trying that's true they was out there until the final whistle so yeah so you know uh so yeah you you do want to see you want to see him maybe create a little more pressure on the quarterback um in throughout the game uh and this is going to, yeah, this, I mean, this is obviously going to be an interesting, you know, different test. The The Bills are a funny team. The Bills are kind of a funny team because they're so Josh Allen reliant. You know, they, it's not just his arm. It's his, it's his legs and not just, you know, scrambling, but, you know, running to, you know, gain a, gain a jackload of yards you know, he's going to be one of their leading rushers, and um, it's it's different than a you know a Mahomes who, you know, he yeah he'll break off a twenty yarder or something like that occasionally, but he's 
he's really using his mobility to try to create, you know, create time for his receivers to get open and, and then hit and then hit them. It, it, it just feel it just feels the bills feel very. And I think it's part of the reason they kind of keep bumping their head on the ceiling they do in the playoffs is, I mean, okay. They did put up a lot of points in that freaky loss to Kansas city where they, and you know, the defense just let them down, but they, they feel ugh. if Josh Allen just has a bad day, I don't think they, they don't have a backup. They don't have, there's no, I mean, there's they, not they, going on there. I think, I think they might, they might honestly, because of the way the season started with losing to, you know, the, the Aaron Rodgers, less, less Aaron Rodgers, less jets on Monday night. Um, because of that, I think that kind of they're kind of flying under the radar, especially when you kind of couple that with the way the Dolphins have started their season. Um, they won their last two games in blowout fashion, albeit against uh the Raiders and the Commanders. But the, the um, same two teams, by the way, <laughs> that, that Denver that Denver lost to, and I told you that that that's not that's not looking good for you. But 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 still, and, and Dominic did that the right way though. Yeah, they, in dominant in dominant fashion. Dominant and, right fashion. And, and kind of. You know, to, to what you were saying, I mean, they've looked they've looked a little bit different doing it. I mean, they're actually running the ball really well. Josh Allen only has 12 carries so far. Um, James Cook, brother, younger brother of Dalvin Cook, South Florida native, he's running the ball really, really well. He's averaging 6.1 yards per carry. Uh, the Bills are actually top 10 in rushing yards per, per game, which, you know, we're not used to seeing. And it's not just like Josh Allen is kind of doing it all, all on himself. So they're looking a little bit different. Now, is that more indicative of, of the team that they are in 2023? Or is that more indicative of the competition that they've uh, they faced? I mean, we're definitely going to find out that out on Sunday. Um, they're second in scoring. I mean, they lead the league in scoring, if not for the Dolphins. Um, so this is definitely an offense that is still high powered. The defense uh, is one of the best in the NFL right now. Um, obviously, they're going to be tested a lot by this. Uh, I think, this, yeah, this, this, this Dolphins offense. It's going to be interesting um, for me because obviously they the Dolphins started their first two games on the road. But I think this is probably going to be the most kind of raucous environment. I, I mean, this is the game of the week for sure. Um, early game of the year kind of kind of type deal. Um and, and one thing that stood out to me is that the Dolphins uh on offense, their 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 clock and play operation has been very clean. I think they only have one or two pre-snap penalties. Um that's very impressive starting the year two games on the road, only playing one game so far at home. Um, so does that continue um, at Highmark Stadium, which is a really loud stadium? That, you know, we saw how they had all the issues um, in the playoff loss a couple months ago. Um, I'm very interested to see how that is. Um, but I, 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 it's it, to me, it feels like it feels kind of like week one. It feels like it's going to be back and forth, up and down, trading scores. I'm going to go with the Dolphins right here. I mean, I honestly, after it, it's hard for me not to pick the Dolphins after they put up 70 points. It's not like I'm, I'm really expecting them to put up 70 points. Um, but yeah, so somebody like legitimately stops this offense and finds a clear plan and game plan to stop them, I think that they're going to put up a lot of points. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, two when the offense has the ball last or the Dolphins defense gets a big stop. Probably going to go the first one and the former and say that it's Tua uh, getting the ball last. I think we're going to see a you know, 34-31 type game back and forth uh, and the Dolphins uh, move to 4-0 on the season. I'm going to go with the Dol- Dolphins also. Uh, I, I just, I think 
yeah, I like, I, you know, I think they've, they've, you know, both the, the Bills haven't played a good team yet, frankly. Um, I don't, I don't care what the commander's record is. And I've, I've watched the Raiders the other night and watched the Raiders before that. Uh, and, you know, the no, no, you know, Jets with no Aaron Rodgers. You know, it was you know, inspirational win. I don't think that happens too often, though. <laughs> uh, so for so, I, I think the Bills. I think both. Well, I think both teams. This is obviously going to be. I think this will be the best team the Dolphins play. Obviously, for sure. Both. Yeah. And but I just think the Bills. It's just just looking at. I, I don't. I'm not. I think it's. I think it's a. Real step up in class for both teams. I, I just think the Dolphins seem more ready for this than the Bills are, and I think that you know, yeah, you had they had problems um, in the playoff game. There also didn't help. They had a you know rookie third string, draft back, rookie third third string quarterback. Point. You know, in in you know, even though no matter how much you go over things that. <laughs> that situation was what it what it was and there those problems were going to be inevitable. You know, the Dolphins put up pretty good points there when they played in December. And uh I don't you know I don't think you know hostile environment or what whatever. Hostile environments when your marriage is going bad, you got to go home. That's that's a hostile environment. This is, you know, this is a football stadium people, you know, it's yeah, they got, you know, they'll be yelling and you know, young fussing. Not going to be throwing team. snowballs this weekend, though. Right. Unless, right. unless, unless we get a, unless we get a random snowstorm. I don't think. And then, but you know, once you get on the field, you know, the, you know, yeah, they can't throw the snowballs at you in the end zone when you're running your patterns there or whatever. Whatever when you're lining up there, it's just gonna it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be a foot high energy football game, and you're the road team. It, everybody's been in that situation before. Uh. I don't expect the Dolphins to be rattled. I think they're going to be pretty well prepared for the atmosphere, um, both in a psychological and a very practical sense. I just think this right now, they are the better team. And um, so I'm going to take the Dolphins. You went 34-31. I'm thinking like 38-34. Um. Yeah, and I mean, it may even go thirty-eight, twenty-eight. Um, ten point. I mean, that'd be a that'd be a decisive a yeah, convincing that's victory. Not decisive. It's ten points. It's that'd be a that's a convincing that's a convincing victory. I could. Yeah, no, it's just ten, 10 points. Is a convicted. Hey, I mean, it's not. It's not. That's not convincing. It's a solid win. That's a solid win. <laughs> solid a, road win. A solid road win against the AFC. It's a solid road win. That's a, that's a very know. convincing victory. Yeah. That that's one more stop against the Chargers. I mean, you know, that, that's what that is. You know, it's, it's okay. I mean, hey. so, so I, I I I'm not. You know, it's not over. It's not overstate things. I but I think the Dolphins are the better team right now. So you know, I, I don't think you know the. The difference between these two teams last year, you know, and the the home team won each time by you know two or three points. Yeah, yeah, by this much, you know the you know, so I, I, you know, I just think, yeah, 
they should be ready. They're going to be they're ready. It's going to be an interesting game. And um, they'll tell us it's going to be a yardstick game. You know, we're going to find out, okay, who's where are you now? Are you where you think you are? Or and are they and where are you in relation to your competition? And you know, we everybody's gonna walk out measuring, you know, knowing, okay, this is this is who's the top dog now, this is who the best team is right now. And then uh, you know, everybody will try to, you know, catch up to the less the team that loses will be, you know, have it on their mind to catch the other guys, you know, for the for the rematch and potentially the third a, th- a third uh, you know a third game in the playoffs so yeah definitely definitely a big opportunity right here uh the dolphins at two and one or excuse me the bills at two and one the dolphins at three and oh hey they say the division games count for two you know if you can win this game on the road move to four and oh you knock your divisional rival down to two and two. Uh, the Dolphins are definitely entering this game with a lot of confidence. I asked Raheem Mostert after the Broncos game, uh, you know, what type of statement does this does this say about the team? And he said, hey, it says that we're not going to play with. It puts, the, puts a lot of other teams on notice that we're that team to put it blunt. So they're entering uh, Orchard Park with a lot of confidence this weekend. And we'll see if they can get the job done uh, on the road again. All right, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins and that podcast. I want to thank you guys as always for tuning in. Reminder to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, like, share, comment, as well as subscribe to the Miami Herald. You've got Tua, Mike McDaniel speaking on Wednesday, as well as several other players, uh, assistants on Thursday, uh, and then Mike McDaniel again on Friday, leading up to Sunday's game. We'll have a ton of updates, ton of content on the Miami Herald website, so subscribe and stay locked uh, throughout the week. We'll see you next week. Tell your friends. Tell your friends to listen to us, too, if you want to, like, you know, stay around and stuff. That, too. Yeah, we'll be back next week to recap another weekend of Dolphins football. But until then, you guys take care. Yeah.